0: Space the sci-fi movie podcast for bad bitch feminists. I'm Mary Johnston, and with me is the final girl of my heart, Kate Whitney.
1: How are you, girl? Oh, girl, I'm doing I'm, like the final girl in every horror movie. I'm surviving. <laughs> for for that, real. That's the start and the finish of what I'm willing to commit. Uh, to uh huh, uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, so newsflash: the world's on fire uh
0: uh-huh. continues to be on fire literally <laughs> and figuratively um uh-huh. and uh we are like one month away from the election so y'all get your voting plan together make sure you're yep. registered hopefully you've already received a ballot and you've taken it in to wherever your collection site is because everything is trash and you can't yep. mail it as you normally yep. would yeah <sighs> but get, get get your stuff together and you know what? If you're yeah, going to don't, vote, don't take someone with you.
1: Yeah, don't don't get your don't let your vote be suppressed. And um, you know, Space Bros has never come out in our full endorsement of like particularly loving one Democratic candidate who maybe is um the person we're going to vote for for this election. Uh, because you know that wasn't that wasn't our dream. But Kate, you don't love like love Joe like, Biden. <laughs> I loved Uncle Joe. I loved VP I love, Joe. I loved Joe, when I didn't know very much about him. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. It was a lot easier. To, it was a lot easier. I loved Joe. I love that Kamala Harris uh, made Brett Kavanaugh cry. I yep. Love that. Um. But but I will say, like Mike Myers, uh, Donald Trump is uh, more more an embodiment of evil than a real person. And uh and and I think we're I think we're ready to not have that as the president. So I'm not you know just. Do do us yourself and everyone else favor, and at least just help us get out of this particular mess, and then and then let's start talking about how we're gonna solve the larger problems when we're not like immediately on fire.
0: Deal. Also, deal. Also, here's the thing that I feel like we're not talking about enough, and by we I mean they, the media. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, like equally important, if not in, in many respects more important, we need to flip the goddamn Senate. So. Well, yep. so you yep. definitely should vote. vote, vote. You should definitely mm-hmm. vote down ballot. And while you're there, you might as well put a big, juicy circle next to, to Joe's name. Why Why not?
1: Yep. Yep. Why not? Let's 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 shove the popular vote down their throat. Let's make it clear that the electoral uh, system needs to be changed because of gerrymandering and everything else. And the fact that, like, the whole purpose. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to do this because we need to talk about a movie. But anyway, bottom line is, hey, guys, vote. Vote down ballot. Yeah. Mary's right. Let's flip the Senate. Uh but also let's let's try to let's let's try to do our very best when it comes to the Supreme Court, depending on how what's shaking out right now. Yeah. So you know.
0: Let's, uh-huh. uh, let's let's sweep it. You know what's scary, uh-huh. Halloween. You know what's more scary. <laughs> you know what's more scary? What everything everything else we're currently experiencing in the world. Yep.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Yep. yep. Um yeah, well, let's- <laughs> Speaking of Halloween. <laughs> it's the month yeah. of October. I know that time is a flat circle now and everything's relative because we all hopefully are living in um, a hell of many people's makings. But uh-huh. the season uh-huh. has changed, uh-huh. mm-hmm. the leaves are yes. turning. Yes. And the witching hour is upon us, so we, yes. in our classic space bras fashion, are flipping over and doing all horror movies for this month, which I love. And Kate is mediocre, lukewarm about, <laughs> but she does it because she loves me, and it's really I sweet. love you
1: dearly. And and I, I think we can all agree that horror is sci-fi speculative fiction sister. You know, yeah. like they are they are they are two peas in a similar pod. And what is so fun about one genre is also what is special about the other, which is that. Hey we get to deal with like allegory and symbolism and really saying things about the world because we're not bound to just telling our stories through um, through realism. So yeah, uh, yeah.
0: they're in good yeah. conversation with each other and usually they they yeah. they, they flirt and play and witch um, each other and sometimes uh, yeah. really just become each other yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so it's it's, yeah. it's all good. So we are starting out with a movie that needs no introduction i don't think (laughs) it is it is a movie that changed the face of horror it for like i don't know for something like three decades was like the top grossing movie or something crazy like that it is like it is a wild movie it is halloween the first slasher film what put john carpenter on the map which should have put deborah hill on the map and kind of did um and definitely put uh, my personal lord and savior, Jamie Lee Curtis, on the map. Um, Hell yeah! As Lori yeah. Strode. Uh, now, Kate, I know, I know that this is exactly the type of horror movie that you're like. I prefer you, you Bartleby the Scrivener. I prefer not to. So tell me what your first impression of Halloween
1: was. Uh, okay. Um, we're. I feel like my first impressions are going to be kind of spread throughout this podcast just because um, I am using this movie as a way to come to terms with what it is that that I have such uh, a a a like visceral reaction to when it comes to the slasher film because there are many things to like about this movie Um I number one being Jamie Lee Curtis someone I have always adored who you know does give a great performance and is just captivating number two like you know we'll we'll get we'll get into what's filmically important but um I think also doing this podcast is helping me to figure out what it is that like I have such an issue with and it isn't even necessarily what is on the screen but so much what like what is both anticipated and expected to be in the reaction of some of the viewers, like, the most mainstream of viewers, um, like, like I, I watch these movies and it's like I can almost hear the, like, laughter about, like, that dumb bitch getting what's coming to her and, like, I... It's just a bummer to watch a bunch of women get uh, you know massacred for like what? their sexuality. like I don't. Mm, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I so there's a lot here that's interesting. I can't wait to dig into it. It's not like I really surprise twist, plot twist. I wanna watch uh Halloween H two O and um and the one that just most recently came out and Mary Confusingly maybe... enough just called Halloween. Halloween twenty eighteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I watched the trailer for that. Um after you yeah, that movie's mentioned both it. of those both of those
0: are a lot of fun and you will enjoy it. And them. Ma-
1: maybe we can do one of our movie nights with Megan where we watch those for like yeah, Halloween fun. stuff and yeah. I, I would so, love like, that. So, October's coming. So yeah. So I clearly um am interested enough to like uh to to want to not like reject the script but i have i have a lot of a lot of misgivings around this particular subgenre not and it it's it's not even what this movie is because this movie represents like one of the first departures from like the traditional kind of like slasher and that it allows like there to be a final girl it's not just like you know like dumb like busty blonde dies you know uh it it sh- and one one gets to live but like i just mary i just have i i have reservations well it's not a departure it is the first this is the first yeah, that's, slasher that, movie that's what i'm yeah yeah i know that this is the first slasher movie i just when i think about like psycho and i think about like the fact that like there were so many horror movies before We're like you know, the slutty girl died. Like that like I'm having a hard time. Like, what would you call all these other movies? You know, like, oh, where there I, is those, I would, like... that's like Scream Queen horror to me. But yes. Okay. It's it's related. So other... it's, it's related. Right, right. For sure. Right. And that's what I meant by departure. Yes. It's not like I know that this did start its own subgenre. I do yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah. Let me tell you what Halloween's about.
0: Yeah. Teenager Lori Strode is having a weird Halloween night in nineteen seventy eight. It's not just that all of her friends are out having fun and she's stuck babysitting, but she keeps getting all these weird phone calls and there's something distinctly sinister in the air. Little does she know, but she's soon to find out. 15 years ago, a six-year-old Michael Myers murdered his sister on this very same block and has been imprisoned in a mental hospital ever since. Now Michael has escaped and is stalking the streets surrounding his childhood home and Lori's current home, looking for victims. Let's let's
1: ease in. What does this movie look and feel like? So what so what I think is really strong about this movie is um there's this really incredible claustrophobia that that, that can be seen in a lot of horror movies, but like I love like how scalable this is. As the movie goes, our world keeps shrinking. Um, we go from like a region in the middle of nowhere to a tiny town to a microscopic street to a room in a house you know like Mm -hmm. there's this there's this closing in that the film does as it tightens your space and makes you like more and more trapped in in the web of 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 in a sinister web uh but in addition to that you have like this sparse but effective soundtrack with these uh, staccatos that evoke like the racing thumps of a beating heart well, yet having like kind of the fragility of shattering glass, it's very interesting sounding. Mary, what what do you like? What, what do you like about how it looks? I love everything about
0: how this movie looks. It's moody. Mm-hmm. It captures like it's how it's how bleak October days feel to me. Yeah. Um, and I it well, also especially
1: where we where yeah. we grew. Yeah, and well where are you are now. I don't know. Just, yeah. No, I yeah. mean it's like it's like it's
0: middle America, like it's yeah. it feels it it feels it feels very real and I think that that is one of the reasons it's so um enduring. It, well, yeah, and impactful and that's why people that's why people try to copy it. And I mean even if you if you look at movies that are made like there are movies that are made to look like Halloween. Um yep. there are whenever you see sort of Slasher movies, or like fake slasher movies that are supposed to be going on, like in the background of other movies, or even just like horror movies in general, nine times out of ten they look like Halloween. That is a that is an incredible legacy to leave, and yes. and it's a it is a look that is hyper realistic but also a little bit surreal. Um, mm-hmm. John Carpenter took a lot of inspiration from the original Suspiria for this. Yes,
1: you can you can and you tell. can see
0: it. And you can see it like the color scheme is the same sort of like the dreaminess of it is the
1: same, but it's like
0: a bleak dreaminess, like sort of like just so much
1: bleaker compared to like that, like, you know, very like heightened almost, you know, it's an Mm -hmm. it's a
0: nightmare. It's not really a dream. (laughs) Yes. And but but it's but it's kind of like teetering on the edge, I would say. And that's like very um, it's very special. It's a special looking movie when you watch it. I think I think it's impossible to watch it and not understand why it was such an important film and why why it has endured and why like this was kind of one of the first movies that made people be like oh we can talk about like horror and pop culture movies in an academic sense.
1: Um, yeah, 100%. And
0: it's and it's because and it was a, it was made for like, you know, $2, like it's super low budget. Um yeah. so that makes it really special. Um you know, like famously of course, uh the production designer Tommy Lee Wallace uh just went to a CVS or like a similar drugstore, grabbed a Captain Kirk mask out of like a bin and then painted it white, enlarged the eye holes and that's Mike, and altered the hair and that's that's Mike Myers's mask. Like that, that, yeah. that You do not get more low budget than that. <laughs> but it works. Yeah. It works. Everything works about it. Yeah, And uh, I think that's very special. So this town, I think, looks so familiar and it feels so real. And it should feel really real to you and me, Kate, because it's based on Bowling Green, Kentucky. That's where John Carpenter grew up.
1: What I didn't, you know, I did research and everything. I did not uncover that. That is, isn't that cool? That's wild. So yeah, and it's so funny because I was telling you it looked like our like, and I was like, I was like, you know, like it looked like what we you know knew, and I was like, I mean. Maybe not exactly like Atlanta, but like probably Milwaukee. But like that's not what I meant. I meant like where we grew up. Yeah, yeah. Um, fascinating. So, dear dear listeners, Kate and
0: I um, met, in fact, and later <laughs> then worked for multiple years at a nerd camp on uh, Western Kentucky's campus, Western Kentucky University's campus, which is located in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And Kate, do you remember that weird random log cabin that's just kind of in the middle of Western's campus? Yes, I do. That is John Carpenter's childhood home. What? His dad was a music Did professor. Did we know that? Did
1: I, I, just, d- I, didn't know that I didn't know that at the time.
0: No. You didn't? No. OK. Oh. No. Yeah. Um. Yeah, his dad was a music professor at Western, which makes sense that Carpenter grew up in this musical yes. household because the music is straight fire in this
1: movie. Well, and, it, and you never hear about someone both, like, directing and, like, writing the movie. That's it, not totally true. Like, they're triple threats. But, like, that was a surprising thing for me. Well, and he performed uh, it. Out. He, like, taps yeah. it out on a yeah. piano.
0: Like, he credited him. He billed himself not as John Carpenter in the movie, but as the Bowling Green Philharmonic Orchestra as a joke for composing <laughs> and and performing the Halloween theme. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Um. Oh, my God. OK. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. crazy so that also for me that makes this I feel a weird so like uh, slashers are not my favorite like genre almost. but it makes me feel a like kinship with this movie and with John Carpenter is very strange very personal um knowing like yeah that I've like walked by his childhood home like dozens of times I actually know quite a bit about Bowling Green plays a very large part in why Halloween is the way it is and I can't wait to tell you more about that later
1: I can't wait to learn more. This is this is very
0: exciting shit, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't have anything in references other
1: than like I'm like, this invented the slasher g- genre. <laughs> like, yeah, like I think that I think you can see some of. Some of Hitchcock's DNA and some of the shots, and like, you know, um, Suspiria, he references that, like, the, yep. like he, the yep. exorcist, you feel
0: watched by the camera, yeah. Mm. The exorcist, yep. you have a little bit of that in here, too. There, there are other yep. things that
1: are like Halloween, but I, I mean, I think, no, but, 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 but more so, I think we could talk about like all the things that reference it, and you yeah. know, and you've already, you've already alluded to that, so yeah, no, right. I think.
0: I mean, it burst onto yeah. the scene and basically changed how people thought about horror and what horror was going to be about and who horror I- impacts and, like, just, like, all those things. Very similar, actually, to Psycho. I would say that's, like, another moment. And it's sort of funny because Psycho, um, I, I just kind of happen to know, Psycho was also a movie that, like, Hitchcock made for, like, a dollar. Like, he Yeah. Didn't,
1: he... Psycho cost, like, next to nothing. Yep. A bunch of people thought it was going to be a flop. Yep. Um, I know. I know quite a bit about Hitchcock. That's that's where I'm coming in from, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like I think that they have there's a lot of affinity.
0: Not only that, but of course, um our 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 heroines in this um are related to each other because uh we've got um Janet Lee in Psycho, the woman who dies in the shower, sadly, and she is of course Jamie Lee Curtis's mom.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, sometimes I, I know that I'm smart and other times I'm like, how did I go through, how did I only learn this moment that that was the case? Like, That's how crazy, did I right? exist in the world as a film lover who literally studies cinema and also like, especially has studied Hitchcock and learn that right now on our podcast? Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Love, love being so smart. Anyway, yeah, that's dope. That's crazy.
0: That's just awesome. a fact. And Tony, and of course Tony Curtis, is her dad. That's why she's Jamie Lee. Yeah, Curtis. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But um, I did know Tony Curtis was her dad. I didn't for yeah. some reason know. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm.
0: Jan, well, psycho kind of ruined Janet Lee's career. She should have been more famous than she was.
1: Yes, but they railed her off. Was, you know, well,
0: once she died in the shower, they didn't want to see her like be comedic or fall in love or yep. even be like a mom yeah. or like anything yeah, else. Yeah, that, that...
1: that was that was her role. Period. Yeah,
0: let's let's take on um our our final girl let's take on jamie lee curtis's uh laurie strode and i'll start us out and who is commonly referred to as the first final girl and i think part of what we can do is talk about like why she is why she isn't is the final girl a good idea is it not um, yeah and all of yeah. those things in between i will yeah i'll start by defining what a final girl is it's a term that was first used by carol j clover in her book um it was an essay first called like her body her horror but it's now included in a book which i would recommend you buy it's great if you're interested in that sort of thing uh men women and chainsaws uh colon gender and modern horror and mm-hmm. she defines the final girl over um, a series of paragraphs thusly um this character is introduced at the beginning um, and is the only character to be developed in any psychological detail she's intelligent watchful and level-headed the first character to sense that something is amiss and the only one to deduce from that accumulating evidence the pattern and the extent of the threat Mm -hmm. the gender of the final girl is often compromised from the outset by her masculine interests and her sexual reluctance and it sets that sets her apart from the other girls in the narrative. And, of course, the final girl is the person, based on her name, right, is the only person to remain alive at the end of the film. She's able to destroy the seemingly indestructible yet emasculated male monster through the use of a weapon which she has armed or phallicized herself with. So, like, a knife in this case. Yep. So... I kind of feel like Lori kind of fits that description and kind of doesn't, which is not surprising because that's, like, it's very specific and she's yes, the first yes. one, so, like, they didn't base yes. her on this. Like, we, there was no one like her before this. So it's yeah. not surprising that she would be a little bit different from what this,
1: kind of, the pattern is. Yeah, one 100%. I, I think that that's... I think that that's almost my problem because, like, all right, so I... <clears throat> I read this great article um, by Kelly Connolly uh, called "Defeating the Male Monster in Halloween and Halloween h 20 oh, I is... read that
0: article. That's good.
1: Uh huh. It's it's lovely. Um, but in it, she talks about um, how she talks about this this new genre, which you know that has the final girl, and says like the sole survivor of Halloween's rampaging psychotic, for example, or of Alien's salivating monstrosity are afforded a degree of active participation. In the action all but unheard of prior to the 70s. It's hard for me because when you compare what is given to Lori compared to what is given to Ripley to do. That is, I think, my real, like, why I have such a hard time, like, being like, yes, great. Because, like, Ripley, like, yes, fucking great. Lori I, Lori is the only person in this world that we are shown who like is surviving, who does like figure out a way to do it. But it's almost like she's, but just barely, like she's barely holding on. Like she, she keeps being paralyzed by fear until the last moment when she's able to like snap into like a moment of action. And I appreciate that. But like, there's also the problem that I have seen in all sorts of movies. And so like I, if this happened to me, I would not be coming at this, like, totally blind. I wouldn't be so blindsided. Like, I cannot actually relate to Lori. Mm -hmm. Instead, I would be coming up with a plan. I've seen these movies. I know, like, how badly this can go. I know I can either curl up and die right now, or I can get the fuck up, and I can cry my eyes out later. And so, like, it's, it's hard for me, because I think that where the final girl goes... Become something really cool and empowering and strong, but with Laurie, she's she's like on the if she's on the spectrum with with Ripley at one end and with like Princess Buttercup and the Princess Bride at the other, like unable just to even like fucking hit stand that up. That rodent of unusual size, competently with the log Buttercup. Oh my! Oh my God! Instead of just like. Falling over and suddenly. Falling over being and then like, poking it. She pokes it with that log. Yes, She doesn't even try to like bring it down with any physics behind her. It nope. d- yeah, it's painful and hard to watch. And so and I feel like Lori honestly genuinely sits right in the like in the middle, if not close. Like she's too close to Princess Buttercup's side. Yeah. That's that's my problem. And 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 it's not fair. It's not it's not a fair standard to hold this movie to the very first of them. Because I'm like Dude, you just stabbed him with like a knitting needle. No way is he like, f- you're just, you're not even gonna, ch- like, I know it's scary, but like, fucking, like, m- kill him. There's you a know? lot, like, yeah. There's a lot actually and, made uh, about
0: how she kills him with uh, symbols of f- female oppression before getting the oh, knife. And I, and I do love that. I yeah. do love that. So she that, has a knitting needle and then she has like a coat hanger, a needle, and then yeah, eventually it's... she gets the dick so she can stab him. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. I, that's kind of, no, I kind of to- dig totally. that. I know what you're saying. I think. Yeah. I think for me, Laurie Strode is important not because she is extraordinarily empowered, competent.
1: Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. she's very brave, actually, and I think she's competent. She is brave. That's not. That's not. And I think she's she's competent. She's not. Doesn't
0: kick ass. Like no one. I will not argue that with you. Laurie Strode does not kick ass.
1: No. But I think
0: what makes her really special and different, even to what we have now. um, Mm Hmm. Is that she's very ordinary. She's very real. Like, her she's hair... She's
1: hyper-ordinary. Yeah, yeah, her
0: hair... She's normcore. Her hair is frizz, a frizzy she's mess.
1: Norm-tor. yeah.
0: Because Jamie Lee Curtis did a home perm, and then she decided she didn't want it, so she brushed it out really fast. And then that's why it looks like that. Like, girls in your high school do that, you know? Yeah. Her whole yeah. wardrobe costs less than, like, $120 from J.C. Penny. Like, she's... Yep. She's so normal. And um, part of the writing team, I... so John Carpenter partnered with Deborah Hill, and Deborah Hill was like, mm-hmm. look, if there are going to be women in this movie, and teenage girls especially, I am going to write all of their dialogue. You, yep. John Carpenter, sit down. I'm doing this, and she did, and I think that's why. Even though like Laurie's like the one we know the most by sure, by her sure, but like I have a special like love of Annie, the, the woman who like spills butter on herself. It's like guess I'm gonna wear this shirt for most of the movie. And then, <laughs> yeah,
1: no, for sure, and
0: I... and even Linda, like when Linda's always like totally. I'm like that is how real people talk. That's how women communicate with each other.
1: Yeah, I I actually have no problem with like I yeah. I like all three of these women. I don't think of them as dumb, but bi- I just I feel like this by by nature of where this movie is situated in terms of like genre work, it's hard for me not to think though that lots of people outside of this are watching this and like writing them off as dumb bitches. I would suggest,
0: please, and I will. I would suggest please. that. And John Carpenter and Deborah Hill have have said this, that they are not meant to be unlikable dumb bitches. They are we are supposed oh, to I, care yeah. about them. And I do, I do care about them. I know what you're saying, like it's hard it's so hard to separate this from because definitely slasher genre, once it as it develops, get to a point where the characters, especially young women, basically become just like bags of meat to torture. That definitely happens. Yes. That yes. definitely happens. And that's kind of why yes. it's not really my bag.
1: This is my, my bad. It's, it's 100% why it's not my bad. Well, yeah. so, but here's the. Th- yes, I'm sure that they didn't mean for them to be. The problem is, uh, very, very clearly and very, like, carefully and very, you know, deftly, so much of this movie is shown through the gaze of Mike Myers. Yes. And I he. Have, I have some pictures. I think about he that. believes that they are. Oh, he's 100%. Dumb does. bitches. He 100%. And so, like, does. yes. Even if, like,. The person writing the script doesn't see them that way. Well, but I think there's they—they I mean, they are like that is like that is the the role within a role that they are cast in by this killer is that of dumb bitches, and that's not like their fault. Um, I that will lead us to a later conversation we want to have on is Mike Myers a proto insult? He? I don't. I don't even know if he's like a proto insult. He just <laughs> is one. Uh. Well. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. That's yeah.
0: why I said proto. You know, like um. But I, I think the movie goes out of their way to make these these girls likable like I think that yeah. and, and real and they do it by like I think that when we look at them we're supposed to see, um and, and they're and they're kind of caricatures right like so Lori Lori's kind of like the the shy one, and Annie yeah. is the smart alec one and Linda's the cheerleader right. Yeah, but I don't think necessarily like Lori never judges her friends like she like no, even
1: no, they they just don't seem like they're 100% nice to her. And I know that that's also yeah, real for some people. Yeah, I mean, and so like, I think they're know. supposed
0: to remind us of our close friends, our best friends, like we care about them. It, they're supposed to be sad when they die. And I feel like it is. Yeah. I, and I, I even would challenge like, I mean, you, you do see
1: boobs in this movie. But
0: yeah. the way they're presented to me—no, they're definitely
1: not titillating. It's not.
0: It's it, it's sort of like it's like a fact of life. Like it's like yeah. it's the same way she has like a belly button or knees. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. It's like very like,
1: from from the very first tits you see in the movie, uh, which are like you know Mike Myers' older sister. Yeah. Right after. So let's let's establish. I I guess I guess we're talking enough about. I I do want to establish that. Like, all right, so. Mike Myers, we don't get, like, a lot of his, like, psychology or whatever. All we know is at, you know, the age of six, uh, out right after his sister had sex for the first time on Halloween night. Uh, well, we, she, well, we're not sure if it's the first time, but yeah. All right. Right after having sex with uh her boyfriend, he goes in, and the boyfriend leaves and, like, kind of, like, rolls his eyes and it's kind of a dirtbag about the whole, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah, Mike goes Myers into her bedroom murders where, his sister. Where yeah. she's sitting in, in her underwear brushing her hair and, like, but, like, you know, otherwise uh unclothed. And so you see her breasts. But it is very much exactly what you're saying. It is it is the difference between like male gaze filming and then just like literally just shooting like a a a video of someone it is not titillating. It's just they're just there. It's yep. like the same way that like you your elbow and your belly button like it's and and that I will give 100% credit to the filmmaker because it is very easy. Well, we see we see hundreds of examples of 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 <laughs> yeah. the sexual of the sexualization of female body parts. So um, this is not that one hundred percent. Yeah, I respect that.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think I think that the what you what you're tapping into where she's not a badass. I think that she is supposed to be very vulnerable seeming, but never weak. Like yeah, and yeah, and, and I guess, and th- and that's. And we get that for throughout. Like, I am so impressed because now I have nieces and nephews and I am so sure. impressed by how, like, Lori can, like, handle babysitting. Like, <laughs> she's like, she's like, no, we've had too much popcorn. Let's go watch a movie instead. Like, sh- like, she's like on it, you know, and she she no, she's
1: she's very competent and capable. Right. And she like...
0: hunts down when she thinks her friend is in trouble. And this will come in later. She hunts her down, like she's like, I think my friends in trouble. You know what, guys, kids, you need to lock this door because that's safe. I am mm-hmm. gonna go and check on someone who I think might be in trouble. And so, like, she thinks about it. Like, she takes she takes care the entire time when she's like takes care of those kids. It's not saccharine. It's just you're like, oh, Lori's like a good person. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, she's a good person and
0: capable. Right. Like, she's she vulnerable, under- but she's-,
1: she's brave. You know. She- yeah, and she and she also has empathy. Like, she understands about bal- Like from the very first time we meet her, it- she was interacting with the little boy that she ends up babysitting, and she was balancing his feelings. She's not dismissive. Mm-hmm. She is kind to him. She engages with him. Like, you know, you see someone who like is able to. To connect with people who aren't exactly 100% like her peer in a way that is not condescending and that is kind. Like, you you as the audience, I feel like, automatically feel some affection for Laurie. And, and, I, and I do, too. And that's why I say, like, I think it's unfair, the standard by which I want to hold her, because I want her to be a Ripley-level badass. And yeah. that's not who she is, and that's not what this movie is, and that is my own problem it's just it's so hard to live in a world in which women are victimized all the time to see a movie where a bunch of women get victimized and killed to to not get one of them being like fuck you you motherfucker and then like you know punch him you'll get that later
0: (laughs) sure does that later
1: sure and that's and that's why we're gonna watch the others because like because i i need that sort of like closure on this because i want to see jamie lee curtis Go full bad bitch because I know she has it. You know, I just, she, it's okay that she didn't have it right this moment. That's, that's fair. It would have been unreasonable. I understand why this movie is the way that it is. I get yeah. it. I let's, know I'm being unfair.
0: Let's talk. I mean, I think it's, I think it's fair. I mean, that's, that's like, especially, I, I think that's why it's tricky because like she's such a prototypical final girl, quote unquote. But I don't yeah. think she really, she's not perfectly one. And that's because yeah. she's the first one. So like, yeah. You know, Um, let's talk about serial killer vision. So, yes. Also, as you pointed out, this movie is famous. It's one of the first. I don't think it is the very first, but it's one of the first to actually set the viewer into the killer's eyes. And like that whole first scene and where like you're seeing it from you don't realize it's a a child. I don't think I didn't realize it was a child when I watched it.
1: No, no. Perspective. It's it's very. It, you almost aren't even sure that it is a first person perspective at first because you've seen lots of movies that do these tracking shots where, like, right. you could be like the nosy neighbor watching, looking in and right. never or, become like or a
0: character. Or just a voyeuristic camera.
1: Like, it's like yes, kind of a Yes, yeah. Voyeur well, shot. And, and that's what yeah. I mean by, like, by the nosy neighbor. Yeah. Like, it's not actually a personified camera. It's just, like, a nosy camera. Yeah. Right. um So. But as soon as, like, the hand reaches out and picks up the knife, you know it's a person.
0: Yeah. So I think. um. This, I think, this is where there's huge debate in the Mm -hmm. academic community about what that means. And so, are we the audience supposed to be rooting for Michael Myers because we are him in the beginning, at the very least, or is that is is it just kind of a is a is it a filmic technique to allow us to feel horror that we might be the killer? You know. Um, I fall more on the second one, and we'll talk about it more when we get down to the next topic, or I will explain more why I feel that way. Um, Yeah. But I think for our purposes, Michael Myers represents no matter what, like, I don't think there's any way, two ways about it, a violent male gaze. Like, when you are in his eyes, what you are seeing is the world through a misogynistic and violent man's eyes. (laughs) Like, that is what's going on there. And I think, yes. I think it, it suggests to me, and I, I don't know if I necessarily fully agree with this, but I don't know if I, do, well, I I'm kind of like Say mixed it. on this. Sure. I think it suggests that potentially there isn't any part of the male gaze that isn't violent or violating like that you can't violating yeah 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 that you yeah, can't yeah. separate those things and that the 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 space between violation and violence is not very far. And and I kind of yeah, that it's I breath. I, I dig I dig that. I'm like okay, yeah. Like especially I, as a I do filmmaker, too. like that's an interesting um, way
1: to go. Yeah, I I I do too. I think that um yes. I see there is a lot of intelligence to that. I like that as an argument. I I too feel like um, watching this, it's not like I don't align. The horror is getting to see through the eyes of the killer. Like not, you know, it's not like I align with the killer. It's just like Mm -hmm. to be able to see a view that that the everyday person will never experience because we do not have like that lack of empathy that we would just commit these heinous acts. Like that is... um, that is new. That is that is challenging. Um, I do think that like the the violation and the violence of the filmic techniques in a Bond movie while well, filming a Bond girl are very different. Oh, sure. From, to from the gays. And this is not. Yes. That. yes. Yeah. Yes. And like, and so like that, there are corners of the world, there are spaces where a, a woman could could film a woman like that, and it would feel like maybe empowering. I don't know. I'm don't 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 quote me on these things, guys. I'm trying to work this out like right here, right now with you all too. Um, this is real time. Film this is this is analysis. real time film film analysis happening because like uh, this is not an idea like I had considered, and like even though I'd read. Academic articles on this, like I don't, you know. Do you Um, think that we could
0: get our own, like, show on ESPN that's like just a sport (laughs) of us doing real time (laughs) film analysis? Because I would love that.
1: I would love that so hard. Oh my god, that be my job. ESPN,
0: look us up. Um, (laughs) come at me. It's a sports show. I would watch, and they're like, exactly. So you're not, you're not in our T zone. Like, no. This is
1: literally not what sports are. I don't know how to explain this to you. Um, how how do you not know (laughs) sports
0: so much? And I'm like, it's a good question. I don't
1: know. No, I can tell you a lot about Lady United soccer, and that is it. That That is the beginning and end of it. Um. Yeah, so like I, so I, I do agree in some ways. I do think though that like what is so hard, like I have already said, what is so hard for me about this is like the level of violence when there's already we already live in like a violent time. Yeah, a like, violent time. Do a violent we need to world revel world revel where Women in are it? cut up. Yes, yeah. yes. And so I do think that there is a difference. Like I, I under, I appreciate that that difference is small because no matter what, it is something that is being done to the woman, like the woman's body, the way that like the way you are being filmed. Like it is not, it is not empowering. Uh, in nine, like let's, let's say just in case someone, you know, out there has an example and I'd love, I'd love for you to write in if you have like a great example of when it's empowering to have like kind of a male gaze, like filmic technique. But, uh, but I'd say 99 times out of a hundred, it's not. And so. I agree with that. Yep. Yeah. I, it, it does this, this does take it a step further into um, a space. Like, it takes it to its logical conclusion, I think, is the bottom line. Because the root of it both is misogyny. Mm-hmm. The root of it is not, like, s- treating these people like humans. It is it is it is buying their bodies and and not treating them as a holistic human. And therefore, it is violent in its essence because, like, at the root of it's misogyny. Right. But, um well, and I think this would be, s- but this is such a like taken to its extreme, extreme logical conclusion, well, and, that and it is and painful. We're supposed,
0: to, we're supposed to believe that Mike Myers is like a uh, is at six, so deranged and such a sexual predator that. Mm-hmm he penetrates people with knives instead of his dick. Like he's a, I mean, he is, he is a, he is a rapist, no doubt, but he like, he is a rapist of murder. Like that's his deal. And that that
1: is the way he violates women. That is the way he violates women. Instead of through a
0: phallus, through a, through
1: a knife, through a phallic knife. Yeah.
0: I, I typically kind of find that stuff like a little bit like Freudian and really fun. I think it's a really fun way to look at movies yeah. Like do I really believe that like if Laurie Strode had a gun instead of a knife that like then you know then therefore she has not she has not had her moment of empowerment of course not like I don't think that it's sure, like
1: sure 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 yeah it's but not I do that think literal necessarily
0: r- right I mean yeah or like is is it supposed to suggest that like Lori has to become a man to be able to do well, the also- things she does I mean no, I I nah um
1: but I do think well, it's really well fun also to Mary, talk we about. can talk about guns being being phallic in the way in which they shoot something out I'm just kidding. I'm sorry I had to. <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'm sorry. Anyway, go, go no,
0: back to what you Kate, were saying. No, what, the- no wonder you were like, "Don't no ever want to I see don't these like things dicks. again."
1: <laughs> Are you saying ejaculation is not the same thing as a gunshot, Mary? Come on. I anyway, mean, I'm sorry. May, may, <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe for some men, we've, we've cornered ourselves into a horror movie of my Ooh. own creation. If, if Laurie Strode,
0: um, like, bashed him, bashed his brains in with a. Um, with a uh, female fertility goddess statue, like would, right, she, right, right. would she not achieve? I mean, of course, but it's, 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 of sort, course. Of, so it's yeah, sort of fun, but I, it, it is, yeah. it is like a fun way of looking at this movie. And I think that um, definitely the fact that uh, Mike Myers, if he just shot people is not scary to the same degree. The fact no. that he has to get close, the fact that he yes, violates people, yes. the fact that he Knives, strangles, like,
1: require like this closeness, this physicality yeah. that like, a fucking sniper rifle does not
0: right and the even the even the strangling i mean like he only stabs he tries yes. to stab Lori, he tr- and he does stab his sister uh judy mm-hmm. judith um oh and he does that whole. okay parts of this movie are
1: <clears throat> are you talking about the tombstone i no no i mean like we'll get there but i'm talking about like how hard would he have had to stab that knife through through that dude whose name is escaping me right now um for it to like for him to be stuck into the door I just want to how long is that knife that he uh, is able Bob to get it that through man? that man through Bob's entire body into the wall and keep Bob up like <clears throat> Or when Bob swings Ma'am, down. Ma'am, it is like not long like, enough.
0: Like, Laurie has stepped foot into a haunted house. Yeah, no. It's- yes!
1: Yeah. Okay, that's hilarious, though. Because, like, at that point, like, he really has, like, state, like... Oh, Mike he set it is- up. He set yes. up, like,
0: a personal house. A before. tableau. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. I mean, he's 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 hauled a a gravestone a, a tombstone from his sister's Rid- grave
1: Rid- ridiculous so yeah. he can mm-hmm. set it
0: up in a bed i mean yeah no that stuff is like pure camp but i'm kind of here for it but it also it no, d- it, for, dates, for sure. it dates like the movie
1: yeah well well I, th- th- this this weird this is a weird tension that i have a hard time with because like you're right like there's some freudian stuff here there's some fun to be had here but i'm like i just don't feel you're like, the, like you're like at the like end, end of the this, day there's a pile
0: comm- of there's a pile of dead women. Like, what are we yeah, doing here? Yeah, like
1: because like I'm like, you know, what's fun about other kinds of speculative fiction, other kinds of horror, like the Baba Duke. Like you get to like really dig into the psychology of a woman going through grief and trauma and not dealing with it. Uh, guys listen to our Baba Duke episode. You know, like Super that good. is such a rich text. This is an interesting text that just has a different kind of, it's it's it, it's not that it's not as immediate mm. I think it's I think it's not as meaty. I mean like I think it's a simpler it's
0: a simpler movie.
1: Yeah. It's still got interesting stuff to say, but but it's funny because you occasionally like verge into like kind of hilarious weird camp of like and here's the tableau of the gravestone on the bed. On one side, on one side to horror, you have sci-fi,
0: I would argue. And on the other side And the other side is camp? And the other side you have comedy. Truly. Like those are Mm. Mm -hmm. all those things Mm -hmm. go together and it's i think it like
1: that's a fascinating thing way to describe it because you're you're not wrong yeah Uh
0: yeah and this menage de trois Uh horror is the lucky pierre between comedy and (laughs) (laughs) sci-fi yeah um yeah it's true um so i think that they they typically dip you have moments of that and i uh, you know there's lots of reasons i think for it and it's sometimes done very poorly like i cannot abide like scary movie in those things because they're just it's just misogyny like it really yes. it just yes. really is yes. and it's
1: not funny um and well, like yeah no you and you you've been dying it's drained any of the nuance yep. and 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 interest out of it i will say i enjoyed scream queens I
0: oh yeah that was fun. one
1: but that was that that's that was a very different thing entirely so I'm yeah well you know, that's like that out, meta to the point where <laughs> like it's yes just, you know it's, yes. it's doing something very different i think yeah 100 um, percent. it is actually trying to say something about like society and whatever in a more interesting nuanced way than just like yes the black guy dies at the end of the movie and look at all these dumb bitches
0: anyway <clears throat> stabbing carmen electra's uh breast implant yeah. out like yeah, it's 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 yep. like infantile and misogynistic and it's not funny mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I think that I think and definitely there are other like I would argue I would argue that um, Scream plays with this and is very aware
1: that it plays with this um, yeah, I think Scream would one day be an interesting movie to talk about now that we've watched Halloween. Yep.
0: All all of these movies are have to like they're, the bad guy has to represent something. Like there's has to be something that they are. You're hinting at this yeah. where you're like we don't really understand who Mike Myers is as a person, and that's definitely true. We do not know. In fact, no. there are people who have tried to figure this out. There's a um psych psychiatrist who published this who I th- who I think was also a teacher, and he published this book where he's just like. All doctors in all slasher movies don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, Jason has fetal alcohol syndrome, and his mother feels very bad about it, which is why she murders for him. Um, And, like, just goes down the list and is like, obviously, Freddie is a pedophile. And Mike Myers has antisocial personality disorder, but was misdiagnosed by Dr. Loomis, who's a giant wang, and doesn't get the treatment he needs, and that's why he kills more. Very fascinating stuff. I... That that man has done has knowledge and has done work that is beyond, I think, even what is textual in this movie. So, I would agree with you. Mike Myers is not developed really at all beyond the fact that he is he is
1: deranged and scary, right? He is deranged and scary. He he literally, and because you don't get to know like really what his motivations are, he ends up seemingly representing more like an existential threat. Mm-hmm. Especially in this, like, in the fact that I would argue with Lorian and say that none of those times did I think he was dead because, like... Um, because why would girl, he be? The, why would he be? That was not, like, stab that's him not in the you throat. kill a person. Yes. Yeah. Like, there, you, it, it takes more than that to kill a body. Anyway. Yeah. Mm, whatever. Uh, but when you
0: but, talk about... So when you talk about morality and slashers, the first yes. thing that comes to our mind is Scream, who, who detailed the rules... Mm-hmm. Of slasher movies. Yep. And these are the rules. Don't have sex. Don't drink or do drugs. Lori definitely breaks that rule because she definitely smokes that sweet, sweet ganj. And uh,
1: don't say... All okay, the- Watching it, though. It's clearly supposed to be ganj from, like, from from textually, but what they show is a cigarette. Yeah. Right? Well, I think okay. that...
0: Yeah, but it's supposed to be pot. Yeah.
1: It's supposed to be weed from everything else about it. Yes. Like... So yes. like, oh, we're coughing. Oh, don't like let him see. Oh, you know that's yeah. supposed to be weed. Right? Yeah. All right, good. yeah, I think it, good. I think they probably did it to get around
0: um, sensors at Rains the time.
1: or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what. my So it was actually
0: was a cigarette. So
1: it could be plausible. to It was a cigarette in the shot. We all know it was a cigarette, right. but we also know that that's not how you talk about like you you. Yeah, <laughs> they will definitely smell the cigarette smoke if you are trying to hide a cigarette. You know, like that's that's real. Yeah. You know, we. <laughs> It's 50 50 yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Well, and also think this was made by a bunch of like young filmmakers in the seventies. So yeah, they're smoking weed. We all know they're smoking yeah. weed. Yeah, well, I mean, not, yeah, you know, yeah, totally. Well, and, and I, like,
1: and, and we're not squares. Like, ever we're we're hip with it. We know we know what we when, know what's, when, we when know are what's up. are weed
0: versus cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. definitely, definitely, Lori does drugs um and don't say i'll be right back hello or who's there which is which is like kind of i think the funniest one because that's definitely true
1: like which i think is basically like don't tempt fate and don't make people care about you um yeah don't 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 try and get on the ss lives forever or you are gonna die in the next scene you know um so deborah hill and john
0: carpenter both have so none of these rules existed obviously when when halloween was
1: made right sure how how we defined the genre and like yep. started the rules, you know.
0: John Carpenter and Deborah Hill are mortified and furious that Lor- uh, Laurie Strode's virginity is made such an enormous deal in fan culture. They and or is that the reason why she can defeat she Michael Myers. Yeah, they said yeah. the horny teenagers are not lonely. They're preoccupied. They're getting late. They don't notice that there are killers around because they're busy. On the other hand, yeah. Laurie Strode is by herself a lot or with little kids. Like she is more
1: alert and is able to do it, which yeah, does she, make sense. Her job is to be a guardian and a, which means to be watchful, to right. be taking guard, right? To understand what is around you. I also think it's important that Laurie.
0: Another thing that was interesting to me, like so. I think they make some vague reference to it. But, like, Lori does not judge her friends for having sex. She kind of jokes with them about it.
1: Yeah. Lori never seems to judge her friends. Like, there's not a moment where she's, like, you know. You're a bad person. Or older than now, or anything like that. Like, she clearly loves her friends. I think her friends are a little bit of dickster about the fact that, like, she's not dating more dudes or whatever. But, like. You know, I don't think that they do it like out of meanness. I just, you know, sometimes I'm like, hey, be nicer to Lori, whatever. Yeah, you know? Lori
0: seems really cool. Stop being kind of dicks to her. The only time yeah, she that's, judges that's them more. is when Annie comes over like wrapped in an Afghan wearing only a shirt <laughs> and, and socks and she's like awesome. What are you doing? <laughs> I love yeah. that scene. Um
1: I feel like do you want like I Do sure you wanna catch an- a cold? Like, what's yeah, wrong is there with an you? article of clothing? I can lo- like what is happening right Were there now? There are no sweatpants in this house. It's the 70s. There are
0: definitely sweatpants <laughs> in the house. Um, yeah. But I yeah. I loved I uh, I ran into this interview with Jamie Lee Curtis and I loved this quote. And I will give you the clip for it so that you can play it. But I love that. Uh, but Jamie Lee Curtis had this to say um, on the topic of Lori's virginity. There is no deeper meaning that the promiscuous girl gets it and the virgin survives. You know what? I was a virgin when I was in se- when I was 17 and in high school. A lot of girls are virgins when they're 17 and in high school. Yep. And yep. I thought that that was just so I'm like, yeah. Actually that's not yes, that's not that unusual or a, a big deal. I would say that it's a little bit like I would be like, I mean, I think a little bit that that's there. Like we, it's just so ingrained in our subconscious it's, that yeah, like
1: that, that's the thing. Like yeah. I, mm, I think that it's lovely that the filmmakers thought that like that was not. The well, story I think they go out trying of try tell.
0: I think they go out of their way to try to make it better because by not being like you whore, you know, like sure, definitely, but but it's still but there. Like,
1: but we are also yeah. because we are rooted in the gaze of mike myers we are seeing these women as like you know like they're like the shot of annie stuck in the window where all you see is like her ass like in the air like yeah like they i mean they can be surprised but like that was a moment of like that is a moment
0: of of goofy titillation for sure yes
1: yes and like and that's fine but, like, Mike Myers clearly is is judging, like, and I don't, you know, he clearly is, that's not the only reason why he's killing these people, because why does he want to kill Lori? Like, you know, and right. he clearly wants to kill her, and I know later on I mean, we super find out things about who she is uh, yeah. and whatever, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. like, I think mm-hmm. you and I can both agree in the way in which we talked about Star Wars, like we are talking about the movie in front of us and what exists right, right. here and right now, so like we're not talking about I, like what whole, the whole extra- like Laurie was there. That, that's Garbaggio. No, like who cares? Yeah, no, mm-hmm. he is he mm-hmm. is there because mm-hmm.
0: he hates women and wants to stab. He hates women. women. He yes. wants to stab
1: them. He does seem to have a a, a particular interest. And punishing their sexuality. Yeah, I do think that you like. Uh, there's it's no way around that, that they don't think that, but like, there's no, there's no fucking way around it. <sighs> th- when one of them is murdered while she's about to go pick up a dude while she's just like wearing a shirt with like underwear, no pants. The other one is murdered in bed, waiting for her lover to return. I don't know what like, they're saying. I think and they're, and the first one is murdered while like her tits are out and she's brushing her hair. I I like, don't think that they're saying that that's not why
0: he murders them. I think that's absolutely true. I think they're saying that. Lori's virginity. Why she
1: survives is, is not, not, is not well, because of her virginity, but like the problem is, virginity doesn't like,
0: save you. Like she uh, still, sure. is... she still is in peril. He still hates her. It's it's that she's a woman who is capable of sexuality, not how sexual... what your sexuality,
1: like how you're expressing your sexuality at the time. Does that make sense? It makes sense. I'm. I just think that like the way they position her belies the purity. Like um, the the fact that yeah. she is a great babysitter, nurturer, whatever. Like, I'm not judging that stuff. I'm just saying when we enter into this dialogue, which we inherently are going to have in a movie where our six-year-old stabs, like, penetrates this sister with the knife, like, right after she has sex when her tits are out, like, that we are, we are going, we are entering into this territory wherein the one girl who survives and is the one girl we don't see having sex and it's the one girl who, like, is a little standoffish from men and, like, has like a pure nurturing, you know, spirit to her and is like not obsessed with boy like that that's going to be a that's going to be a thing. Yeah. We can't we can't avoid it.
0: I agree with that entirely. Um So
1: yeah. So I get it. I appreciate that. I do. I do appreciate it. I just you know, it's also it's also a, a dialogue we're going to have to have.
0: Yeah. Um the morality that I'm more interested with Halloween has to do with placement, I think. I am very interested. So this was also a big deal because a lot of horror movies up until this point were like Dracula in a castle or like kind of like exotic or extreme locations. And this is such a mundane little street that could exist anywhere, you know, like, right. It's like very, a very middle-class suburb. And that has always struck me about this. And I was pleased to find out that that is baked in because this movie and Mike Myers and what Mike Myers is, is because John Carpenter grew up in the Jim Crow South in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and he said that experience taught him what evil was. He talks mm-hmm. about how his high school girlfriend's father casually murdered a black man who was crossing the street by running him over with his car. And the father then pulled over at a payphone and called the cops, and they were laughing, and he was like, You got a body to pick up. He talks about how he, like his high school buddies, would pass their Saturday nights by driving to the black neighborhood in Bowling Green with their guns and then shooting at houses. Didn't matter if there were kids playing the yard. Didn't matter if people were sitting on the porch and they never got in any trouble for it. <laughs> like, and yeah. John Carmeter says like, Bowling Green, Kentucky is not an especially evil place. America yeah. in general is an evil place. But the thing that he learned is, or the things he felt and like disturbed him so greatly are that people fundamentally don't empathize with each other and are unspeakably cruel to each other all the time and just casually. Yeah. So he created Michael Myers as this uber version of that cruelty. Yeah. And he puts us, and he says he puts us into Michael Myers' eyes by being like, this is what it is to be an American. Like, like we, we are capable, and we do all the time without even thinking about it, incredibly evil things and I think what sets so and and you see this a couple of times so like when um, and and he puts them in this neighborhood where he's like nobody on Lori's street will do a thing to help each other like that scene where like Lori's like ping ponging back and forth between houses screaming for help and you see someone like look at her out a window and then do nothing like he's like Yeah. yeah that's how it was like people watched this man run over this other man and they didn't do anything about it. They didn't care. It was broad daylight. They didn't care. Um, or, like, when Annie is, like, desperately honking the horn when she's getting strangled. And, like, no one is at all curious about it. Like, no one even, like, tries <laughs> to see what's going on. Like, it's like, yeah. hey, are you okay? Like, what's, what's, uh, what's this? No one cares. Why doesn't Lori hear? I don't know. I mean... That they she would be down she would be down the street. So like that yeah, house like, is like well, three it's, down It's almost
1: across the street. Like they can see them through the window. Yeah. I don't know. I mean one I do believe that if Lori did hear, she would no, me too She would have come out. I I I believe that yeah. in the plot Lori does not hear. I'm just asking you, like th- yeah. I do think that is like a tiny bit of a plot hole when we're having this discussion because I think if Lori heard, Lori would have gone. Yes, but I don't think anybody else on the street would have gone. No, no, not at all. Also, this movie is
0: so weird in that there are zero parents in it. Like Halloween night is completely supervised by teenage girls. Like that is (laughs) it. There aren't parents. And I think that so a lot of times people talk about how like Lori represents motherhood and she's home nurturing the children and Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Traditional Mm -hmm. wifey. But to mm-hmm. me, she's modeling what the parents should do. Like, I feel like what John Carpenter is saying is, like, evil stuff happened in a sleepy little Kentucky town that I lived in. And it's it your location, just, like, moving somewhere that is, quote, unquote, safe, being safe, is not going to take care of your children. You have to take care of your children. So, like, yeah. on Halloween night, maybe some of you should be home <laughs> and, like, yeah. making sure everything is okay. And so I think well, – and- and she's modeling and what a parent should do, which is be like, you guys need to get safe. I'm going to take care of the bad thing, even though it's, like, horrifying to me personally. Like,
1: you know? Yeah. Even though I, I too, am scared, I am going to set you up for success and safety. And it's interesting because um, the one time we see parents, like, other, other than the, like, sheriff who's clearly an asshole yes um, oh no you my to- like, and- daughter's annie and and based is, on
0: uh, and based on like that description of
1: of the murder yes. like you totally yeah. understand like you totally know exactly who yeah. well and you already knew though like yeah like <clears throat> it's you telegraphed that cop well. was a bastard yeah yeah 100 yeah 100 um well from the moment that laurie first runs into him and he has that weird line where he's like it's okay. Oh. Everyone's allowed a good scare on Halloween. So creepy. Where she like? like what the fuck does that mean, bro? Yeah. Like, oh, did you want to scare me, or like, am I entitled to be terrified? Like, what? What is even the point of what you're trying to say, bro? Yeah. Um. But I do. The one time we see parents other than him is when we see Mike Myers' parents at the very, very beginning of the film. Yeah. Uh, get out of the car. And that, that's another moment where I laugh because that is a moment where the movie also leaves all realism behind because, like, uh, it's clear that it's not supposed to be, like, a freeze frame. But these people aren't moving and this kid isn't moving. And, mm-hmm. like, they're still, like, breathing and kind of – but, like, you know, they're just, like, watching their son with this knife in a clown costume, like, looking at him, like, clearly, like, upset but, like, also – not shocked enough and not concerned enough, you know? Like, just standing there. So, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also, those parents were also
0: bad. Remember, like, the No, the that's, daughter, that's what I mean. Like, and the daughter's bad like, parents. Yeah, the daughter's like,
1: they're not going to be home till 10. Where's, where's yep. the child? Who knows? Like, who knows? And terrible. they get home, and they're not, they're not, they're like, di- they're like, disappointed. It's hard to even know what their reaction is. It's like. It's not enough. Whatever it is, they are not enough as parents. Yeah, and that is like highlighted by their lack of reaction. So yeah. Anyway, I I like your point about Lori modeling what parenting should be, because I think she also is taking on the role. Like if that is the dynamic that he's highlighting, Lori is modeling like what our better angels would be. Yeah. Wh- what, what like good the adults- better version of ourselves could be. Yeah. What good adults like what it is to do. be like. Yeah. A kind person who doesn't you know who cares for others and doesn't just let someone get like run over in the street and do nothing about it well um, that's such a horrifying story <sighs> um, horrible
0: well and also there is one other like a a plot adult in this and that's dr loomis and
1: oh but he's not a parent like yeah I was he's not a parent. parent he's not a parent um,
0: but he is he has proved many times to be completely unfeeling when Michael yeah. Myers attacks his colleague and we presume yeah. murders her, he doesn't even like go over and like check her pulse or like have a moment. Oh no,
1: she's still alive when she gets like when okay, she good. Jumps out I'm,
0: the... I'm glad because I love that nurse actually.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he doesn't like, check so she on gets her. Out of the car and she's like panting and stuff, and he okay, asks good. her like, you know, like. But like he, but asked her after like looking after the car, like and was like, "You're all right, you know." But yeah, she survives thankfully. Yeah,
0: but he like doesn't. He doesn't go to her. He doesn't. Isn't like let's get you to a hospital. No, yeah, no. He is obsessed with Michael Myers. Like he, that is his thing. From the very first time he comes on screen, yeah, Yeah. and when um and when Lori is attacked, like any human being would do, what he Mm -hmm. did, which is. Which is aid her, right? Yeah. But then you would go over and you would like put your arm around her and you'd be like, "Are you okay? We're gonna make sure
1: you're okay. Like, it's over. This is okay. You're yeah. safe now." He does not know, like... do any of that no. stuff. He is a... no instead he's like, maybe that was the boogeyman or whatever. Yeah. His no, he lies, waxes
0: he waxes poetic like an egomaniacal dick about about this patient that he's obsessed with and he's obsessed with it because he can't cure him. And, yeah. and he also like, I, I love the scene and I, I think it really kind of drives home the point that like because Mike Myers feels so inhuman um, mm-hmm. that he is human when the nurse is like, when he, when the when Dr. Loomis keeps referring to Mike, Mike as a, as an it. And she's like, don't, don't you think we should say him? Like, don't you think we should acknowledge that he's a human being? And he's like, Huh, you can if you want to. Like, he's an awful human being. Yeah. Um, and and I think, like, I think we're – so that's another reason why I can't accept that, like, Dr. Loomis, like, quote, unquote, saves Laurie. Because I'm like, no, he's, like – he's just as complacent and just as, like – Belly button gazing as any other adult in this movie. It's just that the thing he's interested in is the, is, happens at that moment to be the threat. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Like, yep. he doesn't care. He doesn't actually care about saving Lori. He cares about capturing Mike Myers because Mike Myers is why he goes into work in that every day to try to like crack yep. that mind, you
1: know? Yep. But I think. Yeah, this is like Mind Hunter Mike Myers edition.
0: Yeah. But I think
1: if you like distill, if
0: you distill, um, if if all this evil of uh, that like John Carmody witnessed in his lifetime is like distilled and cruelty is like distilled into Mike Myers it makes total sense why he puts us in his position and it makes sense yep. why he shows that Mike Myers hates Lori because Lori is a good human. Lori cares yep. about other people. Lori empathizes. Lori does all the things that all these other people can't do and won't or won't do. And she does it with bravery, you know, even though she is vulnerable, even though she is not a badass. She doesn't have any special skills. She's not a fighter. Right. But she still does it because it's like the right thing to do. And I think... A lot, you know, people talk about how Mike Meyer is like he always gets back up, which is his whole deal. Um, it's that in this movie, it's like the least of any of the other ones. The other ones, like he'll like get like struck by lightning or like set on fire or like things like it's like less, it really stretches the boundaries of what you can accept. But yeah. I also think it's important for the audience that kind of like our need for people like Lori is what keeps her alive. Like we need to believe that people like Laurie exist in a world where there is so much evil and that because there is no way, there is no way to preclude yourself from that evil that in the suburbs, the safe place, that's where evil actually kind of thrives because people don't have to care. They can isolate from each other that we have to believe that there are people like Laurie Strode in the world so that we can be
1: saved. We can be redeemed as humanity, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And I think that's, I think that's a strong argument. Yeah. But it's
0: what's unfortunate about it is and this is kind of like one of my problematic points, is the movie's very white. I wish there the movie's was a hint. very
1: white to be an, an analogy about
0: Well, this. and I, I think it was just an analogy about evil, but like I wish there was like even a hint at the racial violence that inspired this
1: character. Um, that's the, and that that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah.
0: I wish there was. I mean, I don't know I don't really know why it's not there. Um mm-hmm. There are probably a lot of reasons for it. But sure. um, but it, it, I think that that would have been better. Like, if Lori Stroh, I mean, like, there's no way in 1978, I don't think, that Lori Stroh would be black, but it would make the story make more sense if she
1: was. Yep. Yep. Um, I agree. Yeah. I, yeah, I, this movie is very white. I, and I, and it's part of why, like, that read was not accessible to me. Like, that read makes sense. But, like, I wish that, like. And there is part of it is, like, you're making this movie in the 70s. Um, you're trying to communicate this story to a larger audience. Um, but horror horror, and sci-fi have always been spaces for us to talk about racial justice. Um, I think it could have. I think it could have been. You gotta hit that could note harder.
0: Done. I think yes. that there is. I I think more of what he's trying to say with this is not so much like, "Yo, racism is bad." Although I uh, John Carpenter does believe sure. that, um, yes. obviously, based on yes. like all of these statements, uh, but I think he's more saying like, "You guys think you're so safe and so secure and so fine in the suburbs? You're not. That's that's where evil is born. Like all you white people who are hiding behind your nice houses and your respectable lives." That's how you make evil, and when evil comes knocking, you ignore it. You don't care. Yeah. Provided it's not happening to you, you don't care. You are not Lori. if you you're not Laurie Strode who walks across the street to make sure her friend is okay. Yeah. Like you yeah. are bad people. So I think it's really like it's framed around sort of all the people that must have watched that man get murdered or all the cops that just like laughed off and was like, "Boys will be boys." About all these dudes like shooting up black people's houses in Bowling Green, like yeah, it's supposed to be about like when evil comes to their neighborhood, they treat yep. they treat each other the same way they they treat um in this case black people, but like people they view as um lesser than because they actually view as everyone as lesser than um yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't I don't necessarily think. But I think it would be interesting, um, knowing that history, I would actually kind of love to see a reboot uh, a la um, Us like this, because I think you could hit similar notes. Yeah, I agree. And be very, very effective.
1: I agree. I, I think that this would be an interesting movie to reboot now. I think that it's interesting because it has such a legacy that, like, it kind of already... Is being retold in lots of different ways, but um I think a true reboot going back to the original sauce would be um Yeah. yeah. The re- interesting the reboot that came
0: out in like the mid the mid to late oddies is terrible. Everything is it really Yes. Everything that you would do to make the story stronger, they did the opposite. They were like more gratuitous, let's have straight up rape. Like, it's awful. Oh. It's so oh. awful. I accidentally, um, in college, went on a date. I, that was on purpose. I knew what I was doing there. Um, but to yeah. a drive-in, and I was like, ooh, what's at the drive-in? It was, it was October, and they were like,
1: oh, Halloween.
0: And I was like, that's going to be so fun. Yay. Like, seeing, like, a classic scary movie on a date at a drive-in. Like, that sounds great. Yep. And it was yep. the remake. Yep. And I just remember my date, and I being like, oh, God. Like, <laughs> what, oh! <laughs> It was like an early, like it was a first date. I was like, this is a terrible
1: first date. Like, what are yes. we doing? Um, yes. Let's see. We need to have a conversation afterwards about, like, hi. It's like, I need to go home and take a
0: scalding hot shower. Like, so you just felt so dirty after it. I would not recommend watching that movie. But yeah, it's ripe for a yeah. reboot, I think,
1: for sure. Yeah, 100%. Um, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I um I guess I guess before we and it's it's hard because this this kind of conflates my last point on this kind of conflates with my problematic point on this. So I don't Oh yeah, I well, we can we can dive we can dive right into it. Yes. Okay.
0: Um I didn't really have anything for horror element. I was like this. This, no, I mean like, we've talked this, about
1: like yeah. the silhouettes, the weather, like the the creepy kids, children's yeah. store. So I'm you good know, to go right to music. I'm going to yeah. go
0: right to chromatic and like do our final statement kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. All right. So okay, <clears throat> the way Mike Myers' uh, sister's sexual encounter is alluded to, filmed, and the aftermath is shown um, feels to me as an audience member like it diminishes her. Um, like, she's not titillating when you see her, but she is, he still sees her as just an object. It's just not, like, a very, like, arousing, like, she's just pieces and parts of a body. The way Mm -hmm. that, like, by having the serial killer vision, by, by not seeing the full person, by having that hyper-focused view, all we see is that she's, like, tits- hairbrush you know like it's she's not like a person and and the article I read talked a lot about like the the blood on her chest being the scarlet letter of of her um of her fornication you know um and and maybe maybe that's the case maybe it's not but but the way the sexual escapades of the two other f- women are films seem to m- diminish them as well like um I have a problem with the treatment of female sexuality in these kinds of films, uh, because if the point isn't, and we've talked about, so maybe it really is. The point is Mike Myers own evilness. The point is his hatred and misogyny towards women. Um, But if anyone watches this, and doesn't automatically take that away as the point if they watch this as some voyeuristic fun about like you know people dying or whatever which I have to believe there are people who watch this like this because I feel like that is why some people watch horror movies am I like I please interrupt me now and tell me if you think I'm wrong about that the way um I don't I don't think I
0: don't think that this I think that those people would be bringing that into this for movie. themselves yes. yes i don't think that this movie would convince someone like oh dirty sluts deserve to die i think you no, have 100 i think 100 carrying that in and so, so to a certain degree so, i'm kind of so like eh. but no i right, mean, so, definitely so
1: definitely so no no but, but, but that gets is to exploitive. what my issue is yeah 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 so yeah. that so so the problem isn't that, like, these, this movie is, uh, is, is making a supposition that these women are bad. Um, the question for me is, do I hate these movies because I hate seeing gruesome attacks on women in an already gruesome world? And because I imagine misogynist dudes who would be surprised by their misogyny if you shined your horror movie flashlight on it in the dark, laughing about, like, people getting what's coming. Like, do I conflate the treatment of women in it too much with the realities of the treatment of women for it to be enough without true or robust metaphor, symbolism, and allegory that takes it beyond a veneer of the crazed the, the crazed psycho harbinger of evil uh, in a world of a duality of good and evil, the Lori versus the Michael? And from our conversation, I do enjoy this movie more than I did at the outset because... I do appreciate that. Like, I don't think that this movie is making the supposition that, like, you know, women deserve to be punished for their sexuality. I do think Mike Myers is making that supposition, and I think, um, I think it's hard in a world in which women are every day pum- punished for their sexuality and their gender, and people are realizing victimized to like to for funsies watch movies about it. Mm -hmm. so yeah would they not
0: would they not take the hard medicine at the end that that is wrong or would they identify yes i mean yeah i think that i think that is
1: a risk but i guess that's a risk of showing of holding the mirror that's a risk of movies and uh, yeah Yeah. holding up a mirror to the human condition and so like i don't know why i come down so much harder on this and again well well, it's disturbing and i'm excited to watch you know h2o and you know halloween with you and megan because you both are 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 better about horror movies than I am and like it will be a good time and it'll also, be nice to like
0: the the see where movies it goes. are not horribly scary like they're not right. you know right right yeah. so it's
1: like easier for you know yeah. but like that but but the problem for me isn't about being scared um, because like I'm watching Lovecraft Country, and like while it's not like the scariest thing in the world, when I am driving home late at night, you know, after not sleeping enough, like there are some gruesome body horror images that come back yeah. and like disturbing you know, imagery run through my disturbing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, it's just that like it's it's hard. It's just it's it's hard to to revel in. It's hard for me to leave my shit at the door for these movies. I think, yes, totally, I think that's totally. I think that's totally fair. And well, um, and if we weren't, if we didn't have a, a feminist podcast, I probably I wouldn't be talking about. But we do, and so like yeah. this is real shit, you
0: know? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think that for me, it's just sort of like that's that's the that's point. Like John Carpenter's like right, terrible. Right, that's the point. Terrible, terrible things happen. Terrible things happen to people who have done so, nothing. So, like they've yeah, done so nothing. So let's engage in it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like so, and, and so I I I think. I know what you're saying I just I think that those people are already well and I don't, well... and I don't
1: think that I'm a better person by having a hard time oh, watching these no, movies I don't think that like no, I, I... Saying that. Um, No, no I... not 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 even a little bit yeah mm-hmm.
0: I, my thing would be like if you're a person who watches this movie and you're like Mike Myers is doing the right thing um <laughs> doing the lord's work please yeah, no, please you're a please psycho. arrest yourself immediately psycho killer like Jesus Christ. I do know what you mean. Like there is sort of like kind of a gray area where it'd be a person who'd be like, well, I mean, this girl's got what was coming to them, like running around in just a T-shirt and just a button down shirt. Like, yeah,
1: someone's going to grab you, which is much more. Well, well, and that's that's what horror movie rules are like. That's you know, like that that is also the problem is that after this movie came the equations of like how you survive a movie, which with it comes with a judgment of like how do you not die? Which which feeds into like an entire world of like victim blaming what were you wearing when you were raped. Like, you know, the problem is that like by 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 creating media that engages with the human condition, you you the dialogue is a two way dialogue. Art imitating life, imitating art imitating life. You know, like it just yeah. So I don't I don't blame John I I think that there's a lot here in this text. I think this movie is interesting. I really would love a reboot by John Carpenter where uh, we—he's still alive. He can do it. Deborah Hill's still alive too, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, like let's let's stare this thing in the face. I agree. I 100% agree. I think that like this movie is stronger because there is a woman writing female dialogue. Yeah, 100%.
0: Well, and also just kind of, like, informing, like, informing the plot and being like, this this is the stuff that needs to happen for this to work. There is a, there's a wonderful uh, film critic, um, Alexander uh, Heller-Nicholas, who, Mm -hmm. who has written extensively about, like, can't, does, like, versus Sins of the Fathers, does Halloween inherit the sins
1: of its children? Like,
0: Mm mm-hmm.
1: Right. And yeah, I think that's what I'm getting caught on, too.
0: Yeah. And she talks about it. She's like, it's very hard. Like, it's very hard for us now to not conflate them together. Yep. But she makes the argument and I tend to agree with her that the real the moment where you're the switch flips and you go from being um, a horror movie that wants you to identify with the victims to a horror movie where you identify with the killer and you're kind of rooting for the killer to succeed which sometimes is done well like there are movies uh, lots of like criminal movies where you're like you kind of want them to get away with it and then you're like ooh I
1: mean Dexter like literally made, made an art example. out of this you know but perfect like but yes example. lots of things because because you yeah. see like this movie doesn't actually spend enough time in the Mike Myers first person POV for you to like really give a fuck about mike myers yeah you, you don't get care about hints him. of it you see it yeah. but it's not like other movies where like you you are dealing with like your anxiety about them getting caught even though like if you were not watching it from their perspective you'd be like catch that motherfucker now you know right because also part of it is your anxiety is both for them getting caught but also what they would do if they were caught um, I'm also, I looked it up. Deborah Hill is
0: unfortunately R.A.P. She died of colon oh, no! cancer. I know, very sad. She also—I uh, don't know if you love the, like the Escape from New York and Escape from LA movies, like I do—but
1: she's <laughs> yeah, also responsible
0: yeah, yeah. for those. Um, so, like, God bless her. She—we she, yeah. only had her for 54 years on Earth, but while she was here, yeah. she made a ruckus. God bless yeah. Deborah Hill. Yeah. Um yeah. But uh, but Heller Nicholas points out that. Um, the, the, the where that switch flips is that the characters become unlikable meatbags who deserve death and they and that the filmmaker makes a choice to make it more comfortable for the audience to watch them die by making them by making by following these rules or making it seem like, oh, yeah, they had it coming and she does not feel like this movie does that and i agree with her i feel like all the characters are pretty likable and i'm sad to see them all go even i think the most cartoony of them which is linda and bob like yeah i'm still sad it's still they didn't desert they didn't do anything <laughs> they're yeah. fine people like that's not yeah. and so i think that if you if you, one could be forgiven for watching a final destination movie and 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 reveling in those characters' deaths. Yes. It is designed yes. for yes. that. That is what it's yes. for. We are yeah. you it's
1: not there to like make you feel like Right.
0: You're there to watch people have unlikely crazy deaths that are like yeah. Rube Goldberg machines. That's the point.
1: Yeah. I think Which you, which you, is part of why, like, I'll never you're never gonna catch me on a panel this like. Yeah, no, movie? I don't like okay. them. They're not that they're not that good. They're not that's not that's not yeah. that's not for me. Yeah. It was also, not made for me and mine. Yeah, exactly. But
0: I think he I think they go out of their way to make these characters likable, make you sad. So you have to be like a you have to be a pretty messed up individual, I think. A make a douche. Yeah. But I do think her point about like, do you inherit the sins of the children? It's very difficult to separate that because this is this is the one that broke the mold. But I, I do think it's a little unfair because I'm like, well, but it broke the mole. Like, it came first. It didn't
1: know. How could it have known? No. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing. I, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely not trying to. Um, I'm not. Uh, yeah. I From the beginning, I've said I worry that I'm holding it to an unfair standard.
0: Yeah. You know, like but I, I think it's normal and it has to be it has to be discussed with this movie because it definitely yeah. led like like the creation of the rules are misogynistic. And they are they are cruel, and they they always always impact women more than they impact men. Like Bob, also like it's interesting. Bob also dies, and Bob also has sex. We never talk. I mean, like we talk. He's kind of funny when we talk. I mean, we talked about like the humor of it. We don't talk about how Bob died. We don't care about Bob dying. He's and no. and why don't we care about Bob dying? Because we don't know Bob, but we know no, Linda. We, we
1: don't know Bob at all. We didn't spend yeah. any time with Bob.
0: We don't know Bob at all. We do know we spend Linda. Time with- and yep. we do like her, so we do care about her, which I think is helpful. But yep. but instead in these other movies they like make you spend time with these characters so you hate them so that you are not so sad when they die. Yep. And that's and that's despicable. If you're doing that as a filmmaker, that's pretty despicable.
1: I agree. So,
0: what do you think? Is this movie feminist interesting from a feminist perspective? Would you
1: recommend it for other people to watch? I definitely think it's interesting from a feminist perspective. Yep. Um I I I would recommend it with the caveat that if you are someone that like it it brings you like no joy and the opposite of joy to like, you know, watch watch women being killed on screen. Uh in in a way that that is the point, you know, not like as like a uh, over the course of like a longer story like incidentally, but like the point of this is there is a serial killer murdering mostly women. That's the plot. Yeah. I, then I think it's a, it's a, it's okay to, to not, you know. I think it's interesting from a feminist perspective. And if that is something that like you can you you can take home and it's not gonna like affect you and you, you can leave it at, at the end of the movie, then then do it one hundred percent. But also like no you. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, I do. Um, yeah. I
0: definitely agree. It's I, I don't think the movie in itself, it, it's kind of tricky because on the one hand, I think the most feminist part of this movie, like straight up as versus interesting from a feminist perspective, is mm-hmm. that Lori is a very realistic woman. And 100%. And it also, sh- which is which I think is important, especially at this time. And
1: yes. Well, I th- it, it, if not for Lori, we don't get many other, like there are so many women who came after you know, Laurie Watts. Yeah, who's
0: the who's the protagonist for uh, the Jason movies? I mean, Jason. Who's the protagonist for Freddie for uh, Friday? Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy. Who's the protagonist yeah. of Halloween? Laurie Strode. <laughs> like, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. Um. So I think that that's also a, an interesting thing. But like, it also and we I kind of I only kind of touched on this, but um, but I think it's it's kind of basic enough that I think it doesn't need too much exploration. But. Mm-hmm. I think it's also it was so groundbreaking because it gave women a new place to stand in the genre of horror, like, yep. and it showed things that women are afraid of, like this stuff really happens to women. Creeps follow women home, like yes. the the monsters, like yes. the, the constant yes. refrain of like, oh the boogeyman, and Laurie Strode's like the boogeyman is not real. To me, the as boogeyman a- is
1: not real. But this guy is but Mike
0: Myers is like the yeah. I think the feminist read for me is monsters aren't real because humans are cruel enough like yeah. like she's not afraid of monsters because she's afraid of men like that yeah. like the kind of men that would hurt her so I think that that is yeah. that's important and and I completely 100% give that credit to that to the fact that Deborah Hill was such a strong voice in this movie and yeah. She deserves equal credit, the very least, with John Carpenter for changing this genre forever. And like, snaps to her, man. Like, good for her. Um, yeah. And, and gave and gave a place for women to go in horror. Some of it went really badly, like, right. Some of it went to like meat bags. That's sad. But I think she also paved the way for stronger women in horror. For like the badasses I, I you want. You know, I like. Agree. I think yeah. that that's she set him up for that, and I think she deserves credit for that.
1: I do love the this juxtaposition of like, I mean, monsters are bad, but like m- monsters are sometimes just aren't evil enough for like what humans can do, and that is um, that's worth maybe once a year uh, on October thirty first, staring in the face of yeah. you know, yeah. yeah, amen. Next time, join us as we're going to be discussing the the last of our of our Jordan Peele oeuvre as exists today for us um and that is us <laughs> today for us oh us my gosh. Get it yeah now us. us now us is a movie that scares me down to my like the yeah.
0: little every little bone in my body like i am so like us legitimately is so
1: scary um here's the warning i would give you if you've never seen us and you're at all interested because you like jordan peele or you like listening to our you should also see it because it's like any... a great
0: movie
1: spoiler yeah, alert no, yeah yeah what i would say is the first third of the movie is some of the most scary cinema i have ever seen if you can get past that first third then it will all be easier after that
0: wouldn't you agree I would agree. I mean, it definitely. Act
1: one of three. Act one
0: of three. Yeah. Home I mean, invasion. it's pretty. It's pretty scary. Horrifying. I... Oh god. I I I'm a little. I'm a. To be honest with you, in a good way, I'm a little nervous about watching
1: it. I'm this nervous about it. I climate. think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm nervous about it. Like yep my my parents bought this movie because i you know we told them it was good my dad was like i wasn't able to finish it i'm gonna have to watch it with you oh, <laughs> So you should watch I'm it with gonna, me go visit I, I think i'm going to i think oh, i'm gonna try so and fun. like yeah um, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah oh yeah all right so you want to take us out with the th- with yes the th- yes, th- yes 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 anyway so uh join us next time for us uh Thank you for listening to Space Bras. Head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the platform of your choice to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Um, really helps us a lot. It helps other people to connect with a little piece of Indian media produced by two people as a labor of love because we enjoy creating this space uh, for ourselves and for you. Um, we sure do. And be sure to visit outrageousmechanisms.com, space dash, space dash bras. To see our show notes and find other excellent podcasts on the Outrageous Mechanisms Network. That's also, right. find oh. and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Yep, sounds good.
0: And now <laughs> join us as we raise our glasses, filled no doubt to the brim with delicious apple <laughs> cider and whiskey, hopefully, <laughs> uh, and give the official toast of Space Browse. In these troubled times, and every time I say it, I'm like, surely. <laughs> Surely, this is the most trouble. <laughs> Don't even
1: stay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we must Aren't remember... we already on the darkest timeline? Anyway. Uh-huh. Uh,
0: we must remember <laughs> that even though everyone else might suck, we are awesome. And the galaxy will eventually, if not now, be ours.
1: Courageous Mechanisms production.